New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. In today's episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club, we continue along in our journey into the book, What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Daily Motivations for African-American Success Daily motivations for African-American success. This is our daily devotional to ourselves. Uh, my mentor tells me that formal education will make me a living, but self-education will make me a fortune. Formal education will make me a living, but self-education will make me a fortune. Here's today's title. We are here on July 26th, and I'm still here. Thank God. Uh, he's given me another day to make a difference. Here's today's title. Or July 26th, a command performance, a command performance. And here's our quote today from Camille Cosby, the philanthropist, who says this, and I quote, we can't all be great, but we can attach ourselves to great causes. She says this again, we can't all be great, which I don't know. I think we can all be great, but we can't all be great, but we can attach ourselves to great causes. And here's our uh, passage of the day. Here's the meat of this uh, particular text. Let's read. It's amazing how an actor will perform in his peak when he knows an important person is in the audience. More than one athlete has knocked himself out because he knew that his family was sitting in the stands. There's a story of a college football player who was comfortable playing for the second string, yet his father never missed a game. After his father's death, the son, with tears in his eyes, approached his coach and said, Please, let me start tonight. I want to play for my dad. The coach, knowing that the boy's father had never missed a game, agreed. The young man's performance on the field was outstanding. When asked to explain his phenomenal play, he said, Coach, I played this game for my dad. My father never missed a game, but he never saw me play. 
until tonight. You see, my father was blind. With a similar type of emotion, how much better could you perform in the game of life? Our creator is in the front row seat watching your performance. His, he is applauding the moment you move into the scene. What previously untapped levels of energy, creativity, and accomplishment will you reveal? Untapped energy. Untapped creativity. Untapped level of accomplishment. And you know what that says to me, billionaires, kings and queens? We're talking about untapped potential. Now, isn't it amazing how we'll put on uh, for that important person we think that's, that, that, that comes into the room, how we'll put on for that important person who comes over the house and now the house got, you know, we got, we got to put on for these individuals who we want to impress. That tells us that we have some untapped levels of energy, untapped levels of creativity, untapped levels of accomplishment, ultimately untapped levels of potential. And here's our quarter today. Here's what you want to allow to take root into your subconscious, your heart, and then grow and develop this thing to change your life by repeating it over and over and over again until it brings forth a harvest into your life. Repeat after me. I admit, I, admit I can do more than I have done. I admit that I can do more than I have done. Today, I will operate at my peak level. I admit I can do more. I can do more than I've done. Today, I will operate at my peak level. Man, what a great day to do it on a Friday, by the way. Let's repeat this one more time, guys. Let's do it for the people in the back, the people on the way back. This time, say it with some conviction. Repeat after me. I admit, I can do more than I have done. Today, 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 I will operate at my peak level. Daily Motivations for African American Success by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Daily Motivations for African-American Success by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Thanks so much for giving us our motivation for today, sir. A quick word from our sponsor. Now we'll move into our, our main text for today. It's going to be What Makes the Great Great by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great. And we're actually into now chapter number five. We're going to talk about the greatest advice. The greatest advice. Grand morning to you, Mr. Landscape Lowry. The greatest advice. So we'll go through the intro and then we'll also pick up on the journey of a thousand miles. Begin with one step. And in this chapter, he's talking about the greatest advice. He says, hey, this one word. Work. Everybody putting on so work. It's one word. The greatest advice is to work. 
In this chapter, we're going to talk about what the whole world is seeking, your life's work, seven criteria for choosing the correct vocation or job, and also who makes it up the corporate ladder and why. Who makes it up the corporate ladder and why? We have four quotes that's going to rep be representative of four, yeah, four quotes for this chapter. The first one that comes out of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 37, who simply, it simply says this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty. And you know what it says to me? It says that there's plenty out there to go get, but there's only a few people who will go get it. There's plenty available unto us. But there's only a few people who are going to actually work for it. The harvest is plenty. Opportunity is plentiful. But the laborers, the people who are willing to put in the work. See, too many people are are, are put in more time or who, who, who rely simply on begging than, than working. Uh, they wait until they get into some desperate situation. Then they get in their prayer closet and they pray and ask and beg God to, to deliver them and to bring them this and they did this. He said, man, you, you ask, but you ask amiss. You ask with the wrong motives. The harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Another quote from Khalil Gibran who says this, when you work, you fulfill a part of earth's furthest dream. When you work, you fulfill a part of Earth's furthest dream. Another quote out of the book of the, book of the Bible, 2 Thessalonians 3.10. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10 says this, If anyone will not work, let him not eat. Now, I don't know about you, but I know some, I, I, I've seen people who have the ability to work, but they choose not to work. And yet they'll beg for other people to support them in their decision not to go to work so that they can eat. No, no, no. If anyone will not work, let him not eat. So you know what I'm doing today? I'm going hunting. That's right. I'm going on the hunt to find some new customers. It's the thrill of the hunt for me. Because I got to go out there into the field. I got to go hunting for my prey. And I got to catch me something. Because if I don't go out there... And if I don't catch me something, guess what? I ain't going to eat. So I'm going out here. I'm going hunting. And I'm looking for some customers. And I'm going to be looking for some customers all weekend long so that I can eat. What if your life depended on you going hunting? Or if there was no more welfare or charity? And it came back down to the good old hunting and gathering. And if you didn't go out there and go hunt, if you didn't go out there and go uh, search for food and you didn't, you didn't bring it back to your family, well, yeah, y'all just going to be hungry that day. I want you to think about the things that you do and realize that, hey, you got to go out here and go to work. You got to go hunt. Because if you do not, you're going to go hungry. Here's another quote, last quote for this chapter. As we uh, jump into this new chapter, chapter 5, it's a, from a fortune cookie. He got a lot of quote from a fortune cookie. It comes from all over the place. It says, none of the secrets of success will work unless you do. None of the secrets of success will work unless you do. So you are the great the common denominator. You are the great activator to get these 
the laws of success, these are nuggets, to get them to work for you, it's going to require you to work. And then they'll begin to work for you. Let's read. <laughs> the greatest advice. Work. pianist gave a performance for a large group. After the recital, a woman rushed to the virtuoso and said, I do anything to play as you do. The artist who had given the concert began to collect her belongings, but stopped long enough to give her admirer a brief stare. Then she said, oh no you wouldn't. Us fell over the room and the woman stood in sudden embarrassment. Looking at the pianist, she repressed her original statement, I would too do anything to play the piano as you do. The virtuoso shook her head and replied again, no, you wouldn't. If you would, you could play as well as I do, possibly better. You could do anything to play as I do, except what is really required. You wouldn't sit and practice hour after hour, day after day. Then she flashed a warm smile. Please understand, she said. I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling you that when you say you do anything to play as I do, if you really meant it, if you really meant it, you would do it. How many guys have had to say that to some people before? If you really meant it, if you really meant what you say, you probably wouldn't have to say it. Because if you really meant it, you would do it. If you really meant to work on your dream, you would do it. If you really meant to, uh, you know, to acquire that which it is that you say you want, you would do it. Because everything that you really meant to do, not just intended to do, that's the difference between intention and meaning. Everything that you meant to do in your life, you have done. Most of the things that you have intended to do, you haven't done. Uh-oh, that's the difference between interest and commitment, by the way. Let me say that again for the people in the back. If you really meant to do it, then you would. Most of the things in your life that you have meant to do has already been done. But most of the things that you intend to do still have yet to be done. There's too many people that, I, that, that, that we come across in life who simply live their life on intention. What they have intended to do. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Sorry, I don't accept your intention. I accept what you meant because what you meant is what you actually did. Now, it may require a little change. You might be developing. You might be growing or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I'm going to believe what you show me. Not what you talk about. Because what you talk about is one day. One day, and I don't know when that day might be. That day might, that might, they might be around the corner, but it probably isn't right around the corner. It's probably decades away from right now. But if you meant to do it, you would do it. If you merely mean what you say, if you really mean all the hot air that you be talking to other people about, if you really meant it, if you really meant it, if you really meant it, you would do it. So here's my question to you, kings and queens. 
when it comes to the things that you keep talking about, when it comes to these dreams, these ideas, and these aspirations that you got bottled up in your head, do you really mean it? Do you really mean it? Absolutely, it's an absolutely phenomenal day. In the pause that followed, everyone in the room realized that this talented artist had spoken the truth. They would love to have her talent now, fully matured and developed, but as far as putting in 20 years of unremitting toil that perfected her craft, no, that was a different matter. I mean, they really would like to have the finished product, but the 20 years of sacrifice, I don't know if I'm signing up for that. But although it's the 20 years of sacrifice that are required to perfect the product. You see what I'm saying? A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric Marketplace. We make group economics easy. Remember this. <laughs> Greatness comes to those who develop a burning desire to succeed. Y'all probably got to write some of this stuff down. Greatness comes to those who develop a burning desire to succeed. Greatness comes to those who develop a burning desire to succeed. Do you really mean it? I love the, 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 the vocabulary here. It's the burning desire. It's not just the wish or the want. It's like I gotta have it. And I'm here to tell you that I, 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 you know, you test, you test your life and see if it's right or wrong. When it comes to things that you have really, really wanted in life, that you had a burning desire to accomplish it, to have it, to do it, whatever the case may be, those things you probably have already done and already have acquired or accomplished. But all of the little whimsical wishes. Most of those have probably gone unfulfilled. Uh, most of those gratifications uh, have gone have probably gone unfulfilled. Because you didn't really, really want it. It would be nice if it came. It would be nice if it happened. I mean, it's all in time. And one day, maybe. But the things that you really meant, that you had a burning desire to acquire, to establish, to build, to grow, I venture to say most of those things, if not all of those things, unless it's pretty new, you've actually acquired in your life. Has anybody found that to be true? 
That that the things that they really, really wanted, the things that really spoke to them, things that they couldn't get their mind off of, that they just had to have, that you found in your life that you have actually acquired those things or you built those things or you got those things or whatever the case may be. It's almost like, I guess, setting your, you know, God grants you the desires of your heart. And so some of these desires must not really be in our heart. Point number two, he says, hey, success is achieved and maintained by those who try and keep trying. And there's no future in saying it can't be done. Real success, doing your best, is not in the stars or the luck of the draw. It lies within persistent daily effort. Everybody put in comments, so persistent daily effort. I found that uh, consistent action breeds success. I've also found that as I'm consistent and persistent, even if I don't get the results or I reap the harvest the day in which I am consistent, even if I was doing this right now, you didn't join in live, but I just did it anyway because it's showing my consistency, not necessarily yours. Even if I did that, I found it to reap a harvest in my life. And so I'll get on and I'll do this. I'll go live. I'll get my videos out. I'll put the content out whether you show up or not. Because I'm committed to the consistency of the content that I am putting forth into the universe. I want you to understand there are going to be times in your life or times in your journey that you're going to be the only one that shows up. And I want and I want you to think about that because there, there are two ways to handle that. Some people say, man, nobody showed up, so I guess I won't do nothing. Other people say, well, nobody showed up, but I still got to give it my best as if somebody showed up. So I'm at the point in my life where I, you know, where I, I, where when I do something like this, I'm just trying to get you to understand what I'm saying. When I do something like this, going live, putting out content, uh, going live in front of people, if no one showed up, I still perform as if everybody showed up because I can see in the, I can see the crowd in the future. And I realized that because this is being recorded and because it will be played at some point in time in the future, whenever that is, that that one individual who looks at it 10 years from now, I want to get them to get the same energy, the same passion, and the same performance as if it was a room full of people. And they thinking to themselves, man, he must be talking to a million, 10 million people. And I'd be like, yes, I am. Never know how far your message is going to go. Never know how far your message is going to go. Never know who is watching, who will watch, who might see. Never know who day, whose day you can turn around. See, a lot of times there are people who watch me who will never say anything. But then a month later, I get the email, I get the call, or I get the text saying, I helped change their life. That could be today for somebody. They say, hey, if it wasn't for you, brother, if I didn't find you somewhere, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or wherever, or the podcast, if I didn't find you somewhere, that might have been the day I, I ended it all. I was at that place where I just didn't know where to turn. And then I stumbled across you. And because of your consistent 
effort. And because of your commitment, I decided to keep trying. I decided to keep going. Lance and I said, every single thing I had a burning desire for, I worked hard and focused only on it. And I got it. Ms. Maggie said, man, yes, I am. I built my business off of one person. And there's some people here for some reason, you, you know, I, I, and I get it. We, we, we want to work together. We want to have a team. But I'm telling you, it's going to begin. It's got to begin with you. And then as you move and as you go and as you grow, other people will come along. But if you're waiting for somebody to say, you know what, let me stop what I'm doing. Let's work together. Let's build this thing together. That's probably not going to happen. It's going to require a leader to get the ball rolling. And when you get the ball rolling, others will come and help you roll. But some of you guys are not starting with whatever it is that you, you've been called to start because you're waiting for God to send you somebody to help you get the ball rolling. No. He called you to start He called you to start rolling the ball. He brought it to you. He brought the idea to you. He brought the vision to you. He called you to get the ball rolling. He's depending on you to get the ball rolling. And then as you are faithful and little, he's going to reward you with much. And then some people will come to help you keep the ball rolling. I want you to understand what I'm saying right now. You got to start to get the ball rolling. Others will come to help you keep the ball rolling. Point number three. Concentrate your energies and intensity on the successful completion of your goals. Everybody put in the comments, so concentrate. When I had another uh, client who, uh, who came to me with some troubles, the only thing I had to say to him was one thing. I said this. I said, man, if you simply focus and or concentrate on this one thing for the next year, where will this one thing be that you put all your energy and effort into? Where will it be by this time next year? That one simple conversation was a revelation for this brother. And he's been taken off ever since. Concentrate. Your energies, just like Landscape Lyra said, man, every single thing I have is I worked on and I focused only on it. Yeah, there was a lot of other stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah, there was a lot of different ideas that I had. Yeah, there's things that I wanted to chase and after that I got the shiny, shiny object syndrome, but I focused only on that one thing until I got it. What is it that you want that you realize you're going to have to concentrate and focus on until you get it? Concentrate. Point number four. Apply the words of Booker T. Washington, who advised, start where you are with what you have. Knowing that what you have is plenty enough. Everybody put in comments on, I am enough. Start where you are with what you have. Knowing that what you have, what you have is plenty enough. 
The quickest way to the top is to start at the bottom. The quickest way to the top is to start at the bottom. Start where you are with what you have, knowing that you have what you have is plenty enough. Point number five: the worst days of those worst days of those who enjoy what they do are better than the best days of those who don't. Find something you like to do and make it pay. Competency begins when you begin to enjoy your work. Enjoy your work. Unless you learn to do at least one thing well, perhaps a bit better than others, there's a little chance of attaining your objective. Find something you like to do and make it pay. Everybody put in the comments or make it pay. This is probably, I would say, it's not the number one thing that I help people with for our I do when I do coaching, but I think it's right up there in, 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 in the top echelon of number one, finding what you love to do and then making it pay. Now, nowadays we say monetize, monetizing, finding a way to monetize what you love to do. And here's a simple, simple idea uh, that I've come across when it comes to this, this particular subject. I realize that people are going to spend their money anyway I just have to I just my my task my my number one goal is to make sure I, I'm on top I'm, I'm top of mind which is why I get up early extra early so that when I by the time people are getting up I'm probably the first thing that they see because I'm up putting stuff out for them to see me first while other people are sleeping see I work when people sleep and I sleep when people work so I'm up early. The reason why I was just think about it, the reason why I get up so early, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons why I get up so early is so that I can get my stuff out there first. And if I get my stuff out there first, when people are rolling out of bed and they're getting onto their social media and they're starting to start their day and saying to see what's going on, guess what? I am their news. I am first. They see mine first, and so that tells that I try to put myself in position, put my businesses in position that I'm top of mind. If I wait until noon or one or three o'clock, now I got too much competition to be at the top of mind of other people. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, it's too late. It, they, everybody else is vying for their attention. So I said, you know what? In order for me to, uh, to, to have a competitive advantage, I got to get up before everybody else and I got to put in the work before everybody else. So by the time that people get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, I've been up for five hours putting in work. You understand what I'm saying? So that by the time they roll out of bed, they open up their eyes, they do their yarn, they brush their teeth, and they go and do what most people do, go see what happened on social media. I'm some of the first content that they see. There is something to be said about being first. That's why the slogan is, the early bird gets the worm. That's I'm telling you, I don't know who that just blessed right there, but that's, that's for somebody who doesn't really understand why is it that I can't find, I can't seem to capture people's attention because you're trying to capture people's attention uh, against the crowd of, of advertisement, against the crowd of your competition. But if you were willing to sacrifice a little sleep, 
or go to bed earlier and work when people sleep and sleep when people work, you change, you change the game. You, you put time, you move time to be in your favor. So now for, for what it says, nine o'clock now, now from nine to about 12, as people are now logging in to their accounts and taking a look and see what's going on, right? Now I got about a three hour window of being first thing that they see. You understand what I'm saying? That's free game for somebody. Hey, Gary Keller, man, for last year, the one thing is a great book to help anyone with the era of focusing on that one mission at a time. The one thing. Okay, let me write that one down, brother. Uh, Jack will make it go and say, you are. I am. I, am I um, the first thing that pops up on your on your timeline, probably? You, you, people used to wonder. For real. Like, people were like, why is it that every time I log in, I see your stuff? Because I am active. <laughs> and I'm active when nobody else is active. That's the, I, I, I mean, that's one of the better ways to compete, to come in early and to stay late. I, I got to give myself a, a competitive advantage, and that's and that's one of the advantages I can work on is just getting up before everybody else. <laughs> that's for somebody. If you've been having a hard time and you're wondering, man, what is going on? What do I need to do in order to... You know, do this whole internet marketing thing or whatever it is that you're doing. I, I, that's it. I, I just, I just get up before everybody else, way before everybody. I mean, I most the people are still going to bed uh, from going to the club by the time, uh, and then they they able to see my stuff before they go to bed. You see what I'm saying? They going to bed from the club at two, three in the morning, and they before they log off, they log, you know, before they get off, they're like, man, let me just check my little social media before I go to bed, and they seeing my stuff, and then I'm capturing the people who just getting up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I mean, hey, that's I don't know who that for, but y'all, you know, some of y'all, you get it or you don't. Last guess there, uh, early bird gets the worm and the bag. That t-shirt is on the way. You know that's, hey, that's what I'm talking about, brother. See, look at that. Look at that. All right, hey, make sure you put the BBC on it or something, man. That's right. T-shirt, early bird gets the worm. I like that, brother. Can't wait to get, make sure you put me down. I'll pre-order mine. Extra large. I want an extra large. Pre-order mine. I think I got two of your shirts already. I got to get another one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Early bird gets the worm and the bag. Okay, let's keep going. So first, we had greatness uh, comes to those who develop a burning desire to succeed. Uh, success is the achievement is achieved and maintained by those who try and keep trying. And you concentrate your energies, focus, right? Start where you are, what you have, knowing that what you have is plenty enough. That's hard for some people uh, to to really understand that what they have is enough. For some reason, we keep thinking we need to do more. We got to have more. We got to go. No. You, you, I, listen to what I'm saying, people. I'm sitting here right now in my sister's old bedroom with a phone, a microphone, and a computer. And I would venture to say I could. I probably need to count. But I, if I were to count all the content that I put out from my phone, my, 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 my microphone, and my computer... You would think probably that I got some big production. No, I don't. I have a phone, I have a microphone, and I got a computer. And 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 I probably put out 
at least a thousand pieces of content in my in my tenure of content creation. But it's the consistency and the commitment to the delivering of content that has brought me into my life support, brought into my life customers, brought into my life members. Because I have a phone that I use, a microphone that I use, and a computer. I, 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 I say this all the time. It's just a choice. I'm choosing to use my phone in a, in a different way. I'm choosing to use my phone to help create content versus using my phone to simply play a game all day long like Candy Crush or whatever the new hottest game is. I'm just simply using that time more wisely. And I'm reaping the benefits of my choices. But would you not agree that me and you, we have the same 24 hours in a day? Would you also not agree that if you choose to use your phone to play games and I choose my, to use my phone to make money, I have a much better chance of making money than you do? Would you not agree with that? I mean, you got a much better chance of beating the game. You got a much better chance of making it to level 99. You got a much better chance of that. I got a much better chance of bringing in money or capital into my storehouse. All because of the choice and the intention of that choice. I intend, I intend to get rich. You see what I'm saying? It is an intention. It is a burning desire. I don't think I'm going to walk down the street one day and trip over a rock and fall into a million dollars. I don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that may say, my model, I let my I, let your smartphone be smart. Did you get that from me? Because you know I've been saying that for a while, man. man. You know, you know, took, you know, stole something from your boy. You know, borrowed it a little bit. That's what I say, man. You got a smartphone. Why not do something smart with it? It's your choice. I just choose to make money with my phone. Matter of fact, I make that choice on just about everything. I was like, okay, I got a car. I bet I got let me find a way to make money with my car. So guess what I do? I use my car to deliver my stuff to people in my local area and I charge a delivery fee. You don't have to get it shipped. I mean I can deliver it right on over to you. I'll put it in your mailbox, put it in your front porch, I'll become my own UPS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then the car pay for itself. Okay? I just, these are just choices. These are choices that I'm, I'm making in order to what? Do what I love to do and get paid doing it. It's a choice. Black wealth is a black choice. If you're not wealthy right now, it's simply because you haven't chosen to be. I, I hate to put it to you that that frankly. That I, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I just hate to tell you the truth. I mean, if you're not wealthy right now, if you're not where you want to be financially right now, it's because you simply have not chosen to be. Okay? When you choose different, when you choose to do different, then you will actually do and acquire and get different. But just because you know that there's different choices that you can make does not mean that you're going to choose those different choices. It's an educational term. Okay. Hey, great minds think alike. Point number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. 
assume that opportunity knocks often, not just once. But if you knock on opportunity's door, be sure your bags are packed. Assume that opportunity knocks often, not just once. How many guys are in a position right now that opportunity is, you, it's, you, you realize that opportunity is always knocking on your door? It's just a matter of whether you're going to answer that, 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 that door or not. I'm in a position now in my life where opportunity is always knocking. I'm always seeing opportunity. It's like everywhere I go, I'm like, man, dang, that's a good way to make some money. Oh, man. Now, I know I can't take, you also have to understand, you can't take advantage of every opportunity that you see. But isn't it great to be able to recognize it at the very least and realize, man, that's another money-making opportunity. It's not necessarily for me right now because this is the lane that I'm in. But, man, I know that I can make some money. I know that I can do something. I know that I can fix a problem. I know that I can bring value to the marketplace, whatever the case may be. Opportunity knocks often. And I would venture to say, Mr. Kimbrough, that opportunity is always knocking. I think the difference is, is I had to, I had to, be, I had to develop in order to be able to see the opportunity. I don't think that it's just been. I don't think that it just was not knocking. I don't think that um, that it just comes and it goes. I, I just don't. I just don't. When I when I really really look at life and I look at the things that have come across, the things that I have done, accomplished, or whatever, I'm realizing that not, opportunity has always been knocking on my door. It's always, opportunity has always knocked on my door. Right? How about you? Do you realize in life that opportunity has always been knocking? That opportunity has just been waiting on you to answer? I mean, I, I don't know, because here's the deal. Uh, a great idea that comes from the world if God gives us the power to create wealth that power is always knocking just waiting on us to answer waiting on us to get beyond ourselves waiting on us to be born again waiting on us to humble ourselves waiting on us to let go of pride and ego waiting on us to let go of selfishness because I believe and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but I believe because the opportunity isn't just for us I believe that true opportunity comes to us for us to maybe to manage it, for us to uh, direct it, for us to lead it in order to benefit others. To me, that's true opportunity. Like something came across my way that gives me, that, that puts me in a position, that could put me in a position to change a community, to change a world, to change this family, to improve the land. So, 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 so if that, if, if that is true, then that just means that I had to develop, I had to get better, I had to become more cognizant, I had, I had to, you know, grow my discernment, I had, I had to, I, I was, I had to, I had to be, the mask or the, the, the cloud had to come off for me to be able to see the opportunity that's been always knocking on my door. And it's been more than one opportunity. It's not just one thing. It's plenty of stuff. I mean, just think, we can't say, okay, well, you know what I'm saying, all things are possible, and then all, and then in the same breath say the opportunity hasn't always been knocking. I think that's a contradiction. 
If all things are possible for you, if all things work together for your good, then opportunity has always been knocking. It's not about the opportunity, it's about you. Assume that opportunity knocks often. Not just once. But if you knock on opportunity's door, be sure your bags are packed. Point number seven. In all, in all things, pursue perfection because in the pursuit of perfection, you will, you will surpass excellence. In all things, pursue perfection. Everybody put in comments on pursue perfection. Because in the pursuit of perfection, you will surpass excellence. Wow. So don't pursue excellence. Pursue <laughs> perfection. Pursue perfection. Wow. And then point number eight. Promise yourself that you will never give up. Any of the achievers profile within these pages would have never been heard of had they been content to stay at a thankless job and blindly put in their time. Promise yourself you will never give up. Any of the achievers profile within these pages would have never been heard of had they been content to stay at a thankless job and blindly put in their time. <laughs> wow, that's, ooh, that's a little harsh there, brother. Blindly put in their time. Eight tips. Eight points. Eight pieces of great advice. Eight pieces of great advice. Myra Evans is part of the new breed of black of the black business class. Ambitious, educated, and no stranger to hard work. And she wanted to introduce gelato, an Italian frozen treat, to upscale New Yorkers. Evans got the idea of launching an Italian gelateria after vacationing in San Francisco. There, an older brother introduced her to an Americanized version of gelato and sorbet, sorbo, sorboreto, an Italian parfait resembling sherbet. I guess it was love at first lick. Evans returned to her East Coast home to discover that sophisticated New Yorkers had never experienced the delicacy. She approached the seasoned council of retired small business association veterans with a smartly packed business plan and poured out her heart. With neither the time nor the temperament to learn of her affection for Italian ices, the SBA rudely dismissed her and discouraged her from pursuing her dream. She remembers the terse details of that humbling meeting. They weren't optimistic at all. They told me that New York was a haven for ice cream outlets and that many fold each year. In addition, they also asked if I had any experience in the food business. When I said no, they laughed. You obviously don't know how demanding the food business can be, they smirked. As Evans walked out from that depressing meeting, she blurted, I'll get experience, all right, by capturing the market. Uh-oh. Oh, we're about to get into the story of Miss Myra Evans. That'll be next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, we set you up. That'll be next episode. We're going to be talking about Miss Myra Evans and her journey into bringing, I guess, gelato uh, to the New York market back when she did that. I, I, I can't wait to, I can't read about that on next episode. 
Man, oh man, oh man, the greatest advice. What makes the great great? Eight pieces of great advice. Number one, remember, greatness comes to those who develop a burning desire to succeed. Remember, success is achieved by main by by achieved and maintained by those who try and keep trying. Remember, concentrate your energies and intensity on the successful completion of your goals. Remember, start where you are with what you have, knowing that what you have is plenty enough. Remember, to find something you like to do and make it pay. Remember, opportunity is always knocking. Remember, in all things, pursue perfection. Because in the pursuit of perfection, you will surpass excellence. And remember, to promise yourself you will never, and I mean never, give up. Never. Give up. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community, and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money, and your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, says, well we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got a little computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street book club, book club, <laughs> yeah.